64 Tacos Podcasts presents. Is this song good? This is episode 75. Bon Jovi, Bed of Roses. Welcome to I Caught It On Audio. In today's episode, we are continuing our Is This Song Good series. Uh, The theme this time around is Guilty Pleasures, and our next song is a song that Dan picked. It is Bed of Roses by Bon Jovi. So, Dan, why don't you you tell us why you decided on this one? So, uh, yeah, I picked this song um, because it... uh, it came along, I think we were in eighth grade mm-hmm. when this album came out. And I think Dave, you, you bought it pretty early on. I never actually ended up buying this album, but I definitely listened to it a lot. Um, mostly with you, <laughs> uh, over those years. But, um, uh, so it came along at a time when I hadn't really settled into exactly what music I was, you know, really into. Um, and when you're an eighth grader, uh, Bon Jovi and their sort of, um, very obvious rock star imagery and sort of world weariness is very convincing um, in a way that is, is not so convincing, you know, when you're a little older. So uh, this, uh, this was the song that was like the ultimate, you know, like power ballad off this album. Although there were probably several power, power ballads on the album and they're gosh, I was looking at, at the uh, Wikipedia and there were six singles on this album which is kind of crazy yeah this one was huge uh this was uh yeah this was the second one now that said i don't think i've ever heard the song on the radio i don't know if if it was i mean it was a single so it was probably played on the radio but do you own a radio uh well i certainly listened to the radio in uh, 1993 um but i don't ever remember it being on the radio um the way that uh, a lot of other bon jovi songs were um so uh so anyhow, this just struck me as being the most sort of like powerful and meaningful song possible, uh, you know, when I was 13 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when it comes on, I still I, I, I can fully acknowledge that it's a little ridiculous uh, or very ridiculous, depending on your your uh, your position. But uh, it still has that sort of like uh, that sort of epicness that sort of like draws out the sort of like um uninitiated uh innocent you know musically uh brain that i had back then um so yeah when i listen to it now i think like i can be like critical of it if i wish or like think you know wow this is over the top these lyrics are like managed to both be overwrought and completely underbaked at the same time uh this is a little ridiculous but uh, I still I'm just like, fuck, yeah, Bon Jovi. This is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, so, I, Dave, I know you know the song. Well, let's hear your take on it first. Oh, this is this is uh, probably my favorite Bon Jovi song. Um, and I, I'm not shy about that. I absolutely love this song. When when you picked this last week, I was just ecstatic. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm ready to go if you guys want, but I'm also happy to spend the next week <laughs> visiting this song over and over. Um, the lyrics, like, as you said, they're, they're not, they're not, um, they're not shy. Uh, they, <laughs> you've got things from with an ironclad fist. I wake up in French kiss the morning and you know what? 
13-year-old me thought that was the most amazing thing. I didn't know what it meant. Um, I don't know that I still know what it means. But um, things like that. And then, uh, you know, a bottle of vodka still lodged in my head and some blonde gave me nightmares. I think that she's still in my bed. Oh, poetry. Perfect. That's right. right? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do do still like the whole... um, the whole notion of uh, uh, now as you close your eyes, no, I'll be thinking about you while my mistress, she calls me to stand in her spotlight again. To, to me, that's like a reference to him being a rock star at like his, his mistress is being out on the road and, and, and out on stage and, and that whole thing. And that's why he's unable to fully commit to the, the subject of the, of the uh, song. So I, I thought that was actually kind of clever. I still like that one. Well, but. I'll tell you, Dave, I was a pretty dumb 13 year old. Cause I, I didn't, I always thought that that was weird. Like well, if you have some mistress, how can you really love her? Right. And then later on I was like, Oh, I get it. Of course he's talking about rock and roll. He's Bon Jovi. Right. That's all he talks about. That's all he talks about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's never been a better rock and roll band to be in than Bon Jovi. Because um, all the whole your whole life is being in a rock and roll band, then that's right. Um, uh. Yeah, I yeah I could go on for for the rest of the day about this one, Zach. Why don't you? Uh, I feel like you might be changing the mood a little bit here. Uh, with, uh, I'm gonna be the uh, the odd man out here. Yeah, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> which is which is the whole point of this this guilty pleasures series to shame um, one another. Well, yes, yes, to, to out each other with our uh, our, our favorite terrible songs that, um, for whatever reason we latched onto. You know, and and I think I probably would be in the same boat as you guys if I had listened to it in the same mindset at the same around the same time. Um, <laughs> and I, I know I clearly have heard this before because it was not like unfamiliar. It might've been with you, <laughs> Dave, or um, it might've just been on radio play, but I, I think you're right, Dan. I don't remember it having a whole lot of uh, radio play when, when it was out um, as a single. I, I don't think it was, it was that um, uh, ubiquitous as some of the other Bon Jovi songs. Um, and that being said, uh, you know, I, I definitely will, would uh, agree with you guys that Bon Jovi is a guilty pleasure band, <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, cause I, I do like songs like, uh, Wanted Dead or Alive, but this one just doesn't, just doesn't work for me. Um, it's there. I, I don't really know what it is. It like, cause I, I do kind of like ballads sometimes. Um, and, and like, it, it reminds me actually a lot of, uh, November rain, um, by, mm-hmm. by Guns N' Roses. It has, it's not exactly the same, but it has kind of a, a similar type of vibe. And, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the uh, music video with the stupid mountaintop playing guitar yeah, and piano, flying around which, the guitarist. And, right. Yeah. And yeah. so like he's in his hotel room and then they're in the <laughs> studio and then they've got, you know, Richie Sambora up on this mountain, just rocking out right. almost identical, I think to slash rocking out with his guitar and outside and, uh, of the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With the, with the pan, <laughs> like the standing big, on the piano. Pan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the panning, uh, camera, like the fancy camera work, you know, cinematic yeah. and, and the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, how the hell did they get that piano up on that mountain? <laughs> 
I, I felt that too when I watched the video. I don't remember the video from when I was younger, but I, I watched the video a couple of times this week and I was like, and the other thing I was thinking on the probability is, isn't it, it's, it's, it's funny enough to drop a piano on a mountaintop and play it. What's even funnier is thinking about playing a electric guitar with no amplifier. It's not making any noise. <laughs> he's, he's not plugged in. Nobody it's, it's a total trope. I mean, you see yeah. it in all kinds of videos, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that's some good fun there, and and I do really like the guitar on it, the guitar guitar solos, and the and the kind of like uh, languishing guitar work kind of at the beginning is really good. I think it's it's a little too long for this type of song. I was actually trying to actively seek out the edited version, the, oh, really? <laughs> the single the version, edit? and I couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, it might have been on YouTube, but I was looking for you know through just like regular music channels. Uh, the the only other thing I wanted to say about it was that. Um, uh, you guys already touched base on some of the uh, the lyrics, but I, I love the line. I want to be just as close as the Holy Ghost is. Yeah, that's what I mean by half baked. You're like yeah. that doesn't even really make sense, and it's yeah. not the best rhyme either. You know, right? Well, the first time I heard it, I thought he said Holy Ghosts, Ghosts, like ghosts. like he was, yeah, like he was trying to pluralize ghosts in a kind of non-standard <laughs> way or something. <laughs> like the Holy Ghosts is. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had a laugh at that until I actually looked up the lyrics. I was like, oh, that's what he's saying. Okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> well, well, no, it doesn't. It does strong, but yeah. it, it's, it's grammatically correct now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I just remember when we were a kid, um, and I don't, I don't know that my parents ever said this to me, but I remember it being a thing where if you were sitting next to a girl that you liked, you had to leave enough room for the Holy Ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember hearing that when I was younger, but that that sounds like a that sounds like a conservative uh, or yeah. You know, so I think thing, I yeah. think that's what this is a reference to. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. It, it's, that's 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 very uh, erudite of Bon Jovi. Yes, <laughs> oh, I, no, I, don't, never mind. I don't think I ever heard that because uh, there weren't any girls in in a one mile radius of me. So <laughs> <laughs> my parents didn't have to worry about there that. There's no <laughs> doubt that the Holy Ghost would not be. Able to stay <laughs> yeah, <out>. yeah, <laughs> like thousands of Holy Ghosts are already, yeah. are already there. Many, all the ghosts, <laughs> the ghosts, <laughs> they're all around you. Yeah. Well, let me just let me just read a quote about uh, what John Bon Jovi thought about "Keep the Faith," um, the album that this is on. Uh, we, we had been kicked in the teeth by Nirvana, but we didn't pay attention to that. We got rid of the cliches, ha ha ha, right? We got rid of the cliches, except for "In Bed of Roses" and every other song on the album. Wrote some yeah. socially conscious lyrics and got a haircut. We didn't do the grunge thing or the rap thing. I knew I couldn't rewrite "Living on a Prayer" again, so I didn't try. I mean, is this really that different from the earlier stuff? It's like slightly less glam production, yeah. but honestly, yeah. is there a difference in the songwriting? I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. I mean, and that's what they do best. It's, it's super cheesy, but you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, it's I, don't, awesome. I don't know any better. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I, that's yeah. what I thought when I first heard Bed of Roses. And while there's a lot of, a lot of Bon Jovi songs that I don't know that I need to hear again, not because I dislike them or because they're cheesy, but because I've heard I've heard them over and over again. Living on a prayer would be an example. Mm-hmm. Bed of Rose is because I never really heard it on the radio and never now hear it on the radio. It's almost like a, it, it's like my go-to. I want a fix of like that Bon Jovi goodness feeling, you know, from when I was like a preteen. Um, yeah. So I think that's maybe why it works for me. I mean, if I heard it for the first time now, I'd just be like, wow, this is tremendously executed crap. 
that's you know i totally get the appeal but like i wouldn't be like i wouldn't have any strong feelings for it it's just a over the top you know late 80s ballad is what it sounds like yeah um but you know you hear it at the right time and it just lodges in your brain yeah and i certainly wouldn't go as far as saying that it's a bad song uh it's well crafted it works for its purpose and yeah. uh I'm, I'm sure you know it it made lots of ladies swoon back in the day and, oh, yeah. and young gentlemen and, and some young gents <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, well I mean, you, you wanted to be as cool as, you know, uh, John Bon Jovi, and Richie Sambora, yeah. you know, when you, when you were 13, yeah. growing up in the early nineties. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right, Zach, what, uh, what song are we doing next? Okay. Next, next week we are going to dive into the Tim Capello song. I still believe from the Lost Boys soundtrack. Mm, I don't know that song off the top of my head. Excellent. I don't don't know that one. Mm. All right. Well, that should be exciting. Yeah. And and I'm I'm actually going to only give you the guys the uh, the the video for it because that's really all you need. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of feel like these songs for you, Zach, are more about the context in the movies that you find them in than they are the song themselves. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I still like them. All right. Well, if you want more content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com. If you really liked it, you can buy us a taco at buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos. I caught it on audio. (laughs) 